1: oh thanks to innis to winnis uh, from uh, from youtube man remixing that uh aj styles track for us that's pretty sick right
0: big fan big big fan
1: yeah i i, I love that he did a, he did a great job and i reached out to him on youtube uh go go to his uh, youtube channel let me let me look this bad boy up it says uh, uh i n n e s x e n s x I, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I am uh, very uncool, but uh, that's what it says on his YouTube channel. I uh, uh, Our boy, Lucha Doncic, Diamond Villain himself, uh, sent that over to us. And he knew I would love it. And I reached out to the guy's YouTube channel. I, I put a comment on there and asked him if we could uh, play it on our podcast. And he gave me the big thumbs up, and he's excited for us to do that. So uh, shout out to him. And uh, hey, now, it's Brace for Impact. And I am your host, Mike Gilbert. And I'm joined, as always, by J.D. By God, Oliva. How you doing, J.D.? In s in-ness, It's not in s in excess because it's not
0: it's not right. it's not like the Michael Hutchins band. It's not in excess. It's yeah, I can't do it. I'm not I'm less cool than you in this in I in Yes, X
1: in or N S X. I don't know. I don't want to get too uh, too R-rated on this. Stuff, I don't want so, to do a
0: bit. Are yeah. We I don't mean to do a bit. Are we doing <laughs> no, a bit? Did no, we devolve into it already?
1: Well, this was totally unplanned. Sorry, uh, sorry for our stupidity, <laughs> so, folks. So is most our shows. So hey, I know. And uh, we actually have a guest today. And I'm sorry. We're actually embarrassing our guests now with our <laughs> stupidity. That's what we, we do. To... <laughs> well, welcome Not at to the. All. Welcome to the Shit Show, there, Sam. Uh, this is uh, this is brace for impact, and uh, today our special guest is uh, Sam from the Power Bombshells podcast. Man, how are you?
2: Hello, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here.
1: Can I just give you a, a you and Mel a huge compliment, really quick? I absolutely love the name, the Power Bombshells, and on Thank you. I'm. I'm actually quite jealous because I think there for a long time we had the coolest name of any show on on uh, the fight game media channel. We we were smoking all the competition with Brace for Impact <laughs> and then you guys come along and just totally blow us out of the water with that
2: name. <laughs> sorry name. about that. Brace for Impact is a great <laughs> name. And it's funny because Mel, we were kicking around names and I had um I had sorry, my mic just fell. Um I think mine was uh uh what was it? It was something drop kicks and dives like a play on the Guy Fieri show yeah and so that's what we were gonna do and then we we're like well that's a little wordy and then we were tossing so we wanted to stick with something that had a move in it and she was like what about power Bombshell? she's like no it's probably taken already and then she went <laughs> and looked it up and she was like oh my gosh nobody has it And I was like hurry up and take it before somebody else does <laughs> yeah. no,
0: that's perfect that's the perfect name for your yeah
2: it's she, yeah I was really glad that she came up with it we're gonna we're we haven't uh, we've kind of kicked around some ideas about getting a logo for it and so she's gonna talk to some artists friends I think at some point and see if we can't get a really cool logo to incorporate the the name into it
1: yeah well I I like you know the the logo that you guys already have I think that uh, you guys have a great show you're a welcome addition to the Thank network you. so tell us a little bit about the show and behind the show and why you guys decided started to to do it
2: so Power Bombshells, our tagline is two broads talking about wrestling. <laughs> because that's basically what we do. We just talk about the uh wrestling that we like, the wrestling we're watching. We don't watch anything that we don't like. Um, so that does mean so hopefully this doesn't offend anybody, but we don't not we don't watch WWE. <laughs> that's not we both uh, we both don't watch it. I mean, we'll watch Mania this weekend, but um, so we watch um I watch I think she does watch a little bit of impact. I do. I try to keep up with it every week. Um, I definitely we we watch AEW. Uh we both started watching NJPW strong again. Um, I had gotten out of the habit of watching it and she was like, I think I'm gonna start watching again. I was like, perfect. So we're We've watched like the last four episodes and I'm really glad I got back into that because there's been some good stuff. And of course, Jay White, you know, he's doing his thing on impact, but he's doing his thing and strong as well. And so and then, you know, we try to cover some independent wrestling as well. Um, I go to my local uh, promotion pretty often and so like last week's episode I got to talk about that so that was really cool because I got to talk about some of the people I see regularly and I think actually a few of them are going to be showing up on elevation next week because I had a friend that was at the Columbia show and he sent a tweet about a couple of our a couple of the guys that we see we've seen for a while that they had some dark matches so that was really cool
1: that's cool so where is your local promotion
2: Um, I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina, so my local promotion is, (laughs) yes, definitely Flair Country. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So PWX, the pro wrestling, our premier wrestling experience is my local promotion. I've been going, this year makes this October will be 11 years that I've been going and it started out when I started going they were in like rec centers and so Cedric Alexander used to wrestle for them. And it was like early in his career and I would pay like five bucks to see him <laughs> to see him <laughs> wrestle and like Caleb Conley who you guys know was well, Caleb with a K has been there for years he's actually one of the reasons i started going because i met him and his tag team partner zane riley at a mick foley comedy show they were passing out flyers and oh,
1: those were the guys that were the the what were they called revolt the revolt and then that got ftr in trouble because they sure decided did. that that was their name oh, yeah okay. yeah so it was caleb yeah. conley and what, what was the other guy zane
2: riley and zane so riley, i've known yeah. yeah i've known both of them for over 10 years now um and that they were just it was they they were there with uh jake manning oh, actually nice. a man scout uh and so zane Kalo kind of just was there and uh, just um he's very quiet if you don't know him <laughs> and so zane though is very talkative and he gave us flyers and we ended up checking out shows and then we've gone we've been going ever since so we got some other friends involved going there um savannah evans who was also on impact she yeah. uh has been in she's been in uh, PWX for a while now she actually last Saturday she competed in X16 and one of the which is our which is a big tournament they have but this year they did it a little bit differently and John Davis <clears throat> was putting his title on the line uh, every time he was in the tournament and in the second round he faced Savannah Evans and that for the title. And she became the first woman in PWX history to ever wrestle for the PWX heavyweight championship. Uh, she did, unfortunately did not win, but that was very cool to see. She's also the first woman who was ever in a cage match. She did. Um, she was in one, like two years ago. So it's always cool to see Savannah, um, now in impact and doing cool stuff. Cause she's always just been killing it, you know, locally. So I'm glad to see her there.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's awesome, man. Um, so I, I do have a question. So you do you do follow Impact? You follow mm-hmm. AEW? Not not really a, a big WWE fan, uh-huh. but um, you know there's always this debate online, and it is a, it is kind of a weird debate because I think not only is it subject subjective, but it really could change like every week. But who would you say had the better women's division right now, or that utilizes their women's division better uh, right now? AEW or Impact?
2: I would say it's really they both have really solid really good women and it's just um, i would say impact is better at utilizing their women um just because even though there is there's always the argument AEW only has one women's match per dynamite which is something i complain about often but impact generally has one women's match per with, per show there's with, been a cuz i've been tonight yeah i yeah i've got to catch up on tonight it was i got just was sidetrack i was watching uh joy janela spring break so <laughs> i've got to go back and uh, so i did get to see mickey james tonight she wrestled uh ally cash and it was a very good match um okay. yeah and they got some they got some tape oh yes yeah, so door's involved so <laughs> <laughs> it was it was cool to see mickey in that in that format but yeah so i would say um so i have actually been timing women's matches since october of 2020. Um, and it was basically because there was the conversation that's this conversation is still happening is, you know, who had, you know, who was utilizing their women's match better. And it was supposed to be our women's division better. It's supposed to be a one week thing. And then I realized that that wasn't enough time. So then I had timed them for six, for six months and then um I'm still doing it. And so I did I did time WWE's women's matches up until probably Oct until until October of last year because that made that was the one year mark. And so um there was a lot of just the match times are in most cases are not very good, um, but so there have been cases like going back to the one match per week uh, or usually one per episode. There have been times when Impact have had has had no women's matches. It's very rare, but it has happened. Um, but the thing with Impact is that they tend to utilize their women better, that they generally, even if they're not wrestling they have storylines they have Mm. a lot of character development where AEW can they have some character development but then they kind of back off from it it looks like they start to get something going and then they kind of shift their focus to something else it's like they it's like a lot of issues even with wwe it's like if you they would start something going and it was like they could only focus on like roman reigns and that's it like nobody else had a good story <laughs> and so and then and then for wwe for a while you know if you weren't one of the four horsewomen, then you then you know, they didn't care about you there was no character development i mean look at what they've done to oscar for you know all of this time and then mm-hmm. they started pushing bianca and then they had her lose in 26 seconds and it looks like maybe she's going to get some redemption this weekend um, but you know they haven't really, from my understanding, they're not really using Alexa Bliss and things like that. So there's women that they could be elevating. Um, so you know it is an issue across all three major promotions. And now that you know Ring of Honor is coming back into the picture, I don't know what their women's division is going to look like. I would, I know that uh, that Maria you know is involved in Impact now, um, but she was doing a lot of really great things um, in the women's division and Ring of Honor right before uh, you know that they they stopped doing what they were doing, and so. I would like to see her involved in, in ring of honors women's division. I think that she did a fantastic job of, you know, putting um, the spotlight on their women's division. she was bringing in a lot of women from the indie scene, like Trisha Dora and Willa Nightingale and Roxy, who obviously is now with the WWE. But um, so I would like to see, you know, some more focus there. So I'm a little concerned about, you know, how they run the AEW women's division and how that's gonna translate to a ring of honor. And I hope that it is, you know, since ring of honor is gonna have a, Uh, tomorrow at the Supercard of Honor, they're going to have a uh, interim championship match. So it seems like they are going to have a women's division, but I'm a little concerned about how they're going to handle it when they struggle so much with their own division.
1: Right, so you've been uh, timing out matches for what uh, for what a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Uh, be honest, are you timing your appearance today on the the brace for? Impact show? Uh,
2: <laughs> no, how many I am
1: minutes not. are we in? No
2: <laughs> I probably should have. I didn't think about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- I think that would have been a perfect opportunity to bury us because we're just a we're...
2: <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs>
1: JD and I are the enemy. We're just two white dudes, uh, so we're we're everyone's enemy. <laughs> JD, did you have any questions for Sam before we uh, let her off I'm... the hook?
0: I have known Sam for about three years now, so I'm enjoying listening. It's the first time I've actually (laughs) talked to her. So I'm just sitting back and, and taking it in that's cool. yeah, you know
2: jd is the reason i found like game media because i saw some of the things that he was posting and then i was like you know i was like i really enjoy writing for daily ddt but i was like i kind of want to do some other things and just send him a message and here we are that was in like october and now right now i have a podcast <laughs>
0: cool man i like to say i beat the drum harder for my friends and bet, <laughs> and i'm very glad because you've uh Welcome to the team. You've done an, Thank ab- you. an absolutely excellent job so far. Thank yeah. you. I really appreciate that.
1: And uh you and Mel you got some big shows planned this coming up weekend for the we Power Shells. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. So this Sunday at one PM Eastern time, we will be having our first ever oh, live ho- show.
1: Hold on, I gotta pause yes. real quick. Let uh-huh. me see let me see the puppy. I got it. Oh, she see- just
2: jumped down. Oh, she left. Okay. Yeah. She's she's here, but oh, she's okay. Miley, my... come here. Can we come I... back up over here? She's like, no, I'm not. Up, I'm
1: leaving. We're we're leaving all this in. By the way, we there's no rules That's okay. on bracelet pack. Okay, no, I'll
2: have to <laughs> I'll have to tweet no. a picture of her. No, TV yes. on this yes. show. Come on, she's like yeah. she's like I don't want camera time.
1: JD <laughs> like, usually has eating. his little friend there on the floor with him, and I have to kick my beast out because uh, she is very loud. So I kick.
2: Yeah, her out. I tried to kick her out, and she was just like she's like i'm not leaving and then i guess she got tired of me talking and now she's like okay bye.
1: Uh, well sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> no, you're wonderful sorry. plug there so no please-
2: <laughs> that's quite all right so miley will probably be making some appearances on sunday i won't be surprised if she pops in <laughs> but yeah so this sunday uh at one o'clock eastern time we will be doing the first ever live power bombshells um we are going to be talking about all the wrestling that we watched um i am I have, well, I have a schedule out on my phone. We'll see if I can keep up with everything. I have 12 shows that I'm planning to watch, um, between now and Sunday. I've already watched two. I watched blood sport eight and I just finished part one of Joey Janella's spring break. Um, there's quite a few things tomorrow. Um, and I think Mel's going to try to watch a handful of things as well that we're both watching together. So we're going to try to talk about those things. Um, we are going to check out WrestleMania. So we may talk a little bit about that. um, and yeah, so there, my biggest issue tomorrow is um, Impact starts at the same time as Rampage, but I cover Rampage for Daily DDT, <laughs> so I was like, and I was like, Tony, why didn't you just move it to seven o'clock this week? <laughs> I was like, you're messing up my messing up my stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna have to go straight from Ring of Honor into Rampage and then have to try to catch up on on Impact. But I'm really looking forward to the to the Impact show tomorrow.
1: Well, that's cool. Well, we really do appreciate you joining us and uh, telling us about uh, your awesome yeah. new show. I, I am a big fan of it. I listen to it every week. So Thank you. I
2: appreciate um, that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I'll try try my best to continue tweeting out your content. You have great Thank content you. and you're a welcome addition to the team. Uh, Thank th- thanks so much. for being here, Sam, and we will talk to you again soon, okay? All
2: right. Sounds good. See you guys on Sunday.
1: See you. Thanks, Sam. All right. Bye. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV All right, that was uh, that was our buddy Sam, man. That's a uh, that's cool to have her come on and talk about the new Power Bombshells podcast right here on Fight Game Media Network.
0: It's got her own Fight Game Multiverse of podcasts going on i don't know i dropped <laughs> I, i've dropped the landing fucked
1: it up. yeah you did man you did well hey, um let's uh you know there's not a lot of impact news so we'll just get straight into the show tonight man um let me let me get over here to garza's uh deal uh our our buddy our good friend who's never actually tweeted me back uh garza um on bti tonight Is there anyone that does
0: as much good stuff for this garza guy as you like I who else talks about the observers impact guy Other than Mike Gilbert.
1: I think it's just me because I think most other impact podcasts hate the observer. And I'm like, I I'm a reasonable human being. So I like it. So (laughs) that's (laughs) a good point. Yeah. Uh, On BTI, black to defeated Diener. And that was talking BTI. Thanks folks. Thanks for talking BTI with us. Appreciate it. Shortest podcast in America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we uh, we have an opening video recap of last week's brawl with Moose and Josh Alexander, which uh, led to Moose attacking Alexander's wife Jade in an indie show. This was at Destiny Wrestling in uh, Toronto. So a couple weeks ago, we had the the quote unquote home invasion of Moose into Josh's home, and uh, we were we were defending the angle because Moose didn't actually do anything. Yeah, nothing happened. There was nothing to defend. He just stood there, yeah, right. But- yeah, but in it's, Toronto well, this past weekend they just well. leaned they just leaned right into it and uh they might as well tag David Bixenspan <laughs> in the video. <laughs> <laughs> they went full Bix. Yeah. And uh you know, it, d- it didn't bother me. Look, it's wrestling, it's all pretend. It's it, yeah. And um I I am still of the opinion that I don't, I, I don't think that we know the full story there, and he may not be the, the monster that people try trying to make him out to be, or he could be. I, I, just don't know. So I'm going to put that out of my brain. I, I felt the angle was fine, but I also feel like if uh, you were turned off by it or you felt it was gross, you, you might be right, and that's okay too. And I'm not going to be upset at you for feeling that way. I don't like intergender wrestling. No. That being said, I
0: thought this was a pretty good angle. Got over yeah. Moose is a, uh, an. A vile POS, and you know, Jade's a worker. This is yeah. what she does. I mean, like, if this happens in a movie where, like, you know, stunt people go at it, nobody says anything, right? But in wrestling, the rules are different for some reason. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. It was a well done angle. It, it elevated stuff. You know, Josh is pissed and led to the show. It's fine. It's work good.
1: Yeah, he came right in, and uh, and he opened the show by being told a show being told by Damore that Moose was sent home uh, with threats of firing Moose. But Alexander grabbed Damore, shoved him up against the garage door there, uh, the famous garage door that Tommy Dreamer bled on so many times there in the 2300 Arena, and said that uh, he's tired of hearing his excuses, and he wants to fight Moose, and he wants to be the one to take the title from Moose. So basically saving Moose's job there, because uh, Damore was ready to fire him. What, yeah, right. Okay. I was ready
0: to fire Moose. I believe that. Like, what if he was ready to fire Moose? He would have stripped him of the title. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can either write this up as inconsistencies or my uh, going nowhere theory that Scott DeMore is, in fact, a heel. Yeah. I think I've healed myself in all of this. Um. No, this was fine, man. This was good. Josh is angry. Angry Josh is, might be my favorite Josh, you know? And yeah. Moose has got to, what a job. All you got to do is beat somebody up outside of work and you don't have to go to work. Yeah. You know, and you only go to work once a month to begin with? <laughs> yeah. Of course, I was I
1: wish all jobs were that easy. That'd be <laughs> awesome, right? Maybe for Will Smith. Yeah. Um so we uh we go to the ring now and we got uh, Jonathan Gresham. He's coming down to the ring and he took the microphone. Uh, to talk about why he had come to Impact Wrestling. He said that he uh, talked about sharing the essence of Ring of Honor to the world, but unfortunately the people of Honor and Amor had followed him uh, and kind of ruined everything for them. He talked about Edwards not being a part of the core of what Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor represented. Uh, then Kenny King uh, interrupts him and told him that he was an idiot and try, for allowing Ring of Honor to use him like a pawn, that they are all used before coming to Ring of Honor, and um, they should fight about it. Uh, but he didn't care about that stupid title. I think he threw that in there, too. So uh, what you, would what'd you think of this uh, opening promo before we get into the match here? Promo's okay. I mean,
0: promo cutting promos isn't Gresham's strong suit, but I thought no. he was fine. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Um, the bigger question of what happens to Jonathan Gresham after t- we, as we record this late Thursday night, what happens to Jonathan Gresham as of tomorrow lingered in my head. And I couldn't get my mind off of it while watching this whole sequence, you know, because yeah. he's doing a lot of stuff with impact. Rumors are abound of what his future is going to be. We don't know what the new ring of honor is going to be like as of tomorrow. I mean, they just, they're bringing Chavo in. Apparently they're they've, Tony and Chavo have massaged that problem. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I, Someone in the chat brought up this. Actually, I was convinced Gresham wins because Gresham has been the flag bearer during this entire down phase. But someone brought up, I forget who it was, brought up that maybe Chavo coming in is a favorite of Bandito and Bandito goes over. And I don't know. I don't know. I I just this is one of the more fascinating things to me is what happens with Gresham from here on out. I don't have an answer.
1: Yeah, I don't have an answer. Uh, I do think that he's a ring of honor, you know, full time. Um, as full time can be with that we don't know what the promotion looks like Mm -hmm. Um, so that's going to be his uh, I guess full time is probably the wrong word that's going to be his priority going forward Um, I predict that he's going to win the title he's going to be the Ring of Honor flag bearer Um, and I think that he had agreed to these impact dates before Tony Khan ever purchased the company so that's why he's fulfilling these dates so I think uh, after Rebellion we probably don't see Gresham anymore that's just a prediction I'm wrong a lot, let's be Uh, honest we both are, it's kind of our gimmick on this show um (laughs) i think i
0: think you're right um and which is one of the reasons why i don't think his matches have recently been for the title mm-hmm. eddie chucked the belt a little bit today like i don't care about this thing which is great yeah. actually great moment um so i think that's probably realistic and you know nobody's talking about what bandito is gonna do which is a shame because bandito is one of the best loot stores and overall professional wrestlers in the world right now somebody should try to sign that guy full-time yeah uh I said tomorrow night's going to be a real interesting night for professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, indeed. Well, we had, uh, Jonathan Gresham defeating Kenny King in a non-title match. Um, you know, I, I gotta say, I, this match was flat to me. I but, agree. It didn't, yeah. it didn't do much for me. It did. It didn't do much for me. And I'm a big Gresham fan. Me too. I, I'm not the biggest Kenny King fan. I never have been, yeah, but I've always, but I'm, but I'm a really big Gresham fan, especially his work and impact has been great. um, you know, Jonathan Gresham beat him with kind of a standing leg lock. Uh, he pinned him with that. Um which is fine. But uh, I just felt like there was something missing in this match. It just was the whole thing was flat. It just didn't work for me. Um you know, I really felt this whole thing had no real stakes. Not just having no. the title on the line. It just um
0: I think a lot of the steam's kind of been sucked out of the I don't know more storyline. Yeah. Like I really feel like it's
1: it's kind of gone flat a bit. Well, cuz they're jobbing every week except for Eddie and PCO's gone. PCO's out of the group now, and he's more you know, on one later. of the more, yeah, one of the more interesting cats in the in the in the group. And so, but you got o, you got OGK and um, Vincent and Kenny King. They're losing every week, so it's like, um, what do we
0: care? With the so with the new Ring of Honor that we'll push, that probably launches right soon from now on on Friday. Is this the end of Honor no more after this week?
1: I don't think so. I think SAP was saying something that their contracts are all coming due at the end of this month and they're expected to stay with impact. He said that in a Q&A, uh, Gerard sent that to us. So okay. um, now I, again, things can change, but I would presume because nobody other than Vincent is booked on the multiverse of matches. So OGK and, you know, Kenny King, could uh, could have appeared on Supercard. They could have been booked if that were the case. I I just don't see them being Tony Khan guys. I just don't. Oh, no, uh, no. I agree with that. I don't yeah. think they're going to go in.
0: I just wonder if the, uh,
1: because the group was called
0: Honor No More. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Like, is it the end of the stable in itself? Like more of a kayfabe than a realistic thing. Right? Right. Like, is this oh, the okay. end of the Honor No More stable? Oh. Because it seems like we're getting Eddie geeked up for a, t- for a run with Josh. That just seems like where things are leading, right? Mm-hmm. I just wonder what happens to his minions.
1: Yeah, I I, I I see there being some changes. Um, they'll probably keep the name, but the, the right now there's just something missing from the group. Which, when you know, honestly, it's disappointing because they came into the year as one of the hottest groups uh, out there. So, yeah. Um, that's that's disappointing. But uh, after the match, Eddie Edwards ran down and jumped Gresham from behind. King and Edwards teamed up on each other. Edwards was about to hit the, the Boston E-party, but Rocky Romero ran down for the save, and between the two managed to send Honor No More up the ramp there and out of there. So it looks like we're setting up for a, a Rocky Romero and uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Eddie Edwards and Kenny King match, which, uh, which should be pretty good if we end up do getting that. I did not read the spoilers on that deal, so I'm thinking that's coming makes sense Yeah, you think they would
0: have gone with like another ring of honor more of a ring of honor guy than rock i like rocky but he's a new japan yeah. guy you know it's i don't know weird so it's-
1: yeah yeah weird but uh jim miller Interviewed the Motor City Machine Guns about their previous win over White and Bay. Shelley addressed the controversy, and said that it was clear he had the pin for three seconds. And uh, Jamie he keeps calling Jay White Jamie, which is kind of degrading. Um, said that he should know better than that's you know know that that's the rules that he taught him better than that, and uh, kind of quit complaining type of deal there. So good little promo from the Machine Guns.
0: Alex Shelley, underrated promo.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Um, next we got miller uh Deanna, uh interviewing Deanna Perrazzo about defending her championships against both sean Frost in the same match uh she basically said that she is the multiverse because she is the the champ champ and uh, talked about her champ champ challenge coming at uh coming up at the multiverse and matches saying that it could be basically anybody and i I don't know who it's gonna be but you know quick preview who's your guess who who do you think it's gonna be I have no idea I mean honestly uh
0: because it's WrestleCon week in WrestleMania, there's a million people running around. Yeah, I I don't I don't Camille. It,
1: yeah, it, it's it's hard it's hard to fathom who it could be. I've predicted Athena I think three times and I've been wrong three times, and I kind of want to predict her again because that's kind of how I was it ended up being right about God, um, and. The it, it came. I hope it's
0: not because yeah. she's gonna lose right and like if huh. you're gonna bring Athena in, you want to like do something with her and that's something you could actually like build to.
1: Yeah, I just don't know that they can bring right. her in. I I just don't know that they can bring her in full time. So if they're just gonna bring her in for a shot, just let her fi- yeah, you know Russell Diona and get the footage right. So fair. Um, she I I. Th- you know, I think the report came out earlier this week that before Tony Storm signed with AEW, that uh, uh, AEW and uh, Athena had basically had some talks, but that AEW wasn't really in a you know in a hurry to sign her. So it looks like she's going to be a free agent for a while. So Impact can probably get some dates on her, but not bring her in as one of their top people because they're not going to be able to sign her long term while she's kind of figuring out where she wants to land. And then if she does sign a long term deal, then that's when you push her. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I think Athena and Mia Yim had a match tonight, so Mia Yim's obviously in town. I know Taya Valkyrie's in town. I think that's another possibility. Or it could it could be Medusa. Like who knows? It could be Mia, literally anybody. Mia Yim is interesting yeah. because she's
0: never really been like a headliner. So I mean she is somebody you could bring in, get a nice reaction diana goes over nobody's like oh man we we left money on the table like yeah. i think there's money on the table with athena i do with too. mia i mean she was jade right last time she was here so it's in not the, like what was it know, the dollhouse is that what dollhouse yeah dollhouse yeah so it's not like i mean she's fine she's good talent but yeah. it's not like um you know like when uh i used like when tony storm showed up everybody went oh my god tony storm is here and then the match was just kind of yeah. you know which is kind of what this people like oh Mia Yim cool cool and then Deanna wins and we're like oh yeah cool that's what it's supposed to be and then we kind of move on and do the next thing
1: <laughs> right that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah that's, I'll change uh, my pick I think it's going to be Mia Yim you're going Mia Yim final answer final answer okay and, that'll and, be wrong. Uh, yeah uh, I man Mia Yim sounds like more plausible I think Taya gets saved for a triple A show triple A mania is coming up um, so you're going Mia Yim I'm going to go Athena for the fourth time Uh, I've been wrong three times. I'm going fourth time, uh, Athena. There you go. Fourth
0: time lucky. Isn't that how it goes? How many times did you predict G.O.D. before
1: they finally came in? Like 13. (laughs) 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 And next we had the Good Brothers uh, defeating our guys, uh, Johnny Swinger and Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice were out in the ring first. Ready for the...
0: The Chump Chump Challenge.
1: Yeah, the Chump Chump Challenge after Deanna Prowse was talking about her Champ Champ Challenge. And so they, they assumed uh, incorrectly that they would get two Chumps out there uh, whenever they put their challenge out. But uh, the Good Brothers answered it and uh, made quick work of old Zicky Dice. Uh, what you, would what'd you think of this? And what do you think of Zicky and uh, Johnny Swinger as a team here? They were the Chump Chumps. <laughs> that, that's the joke. <laughs> yes. Um, it's fun.
0: I enjoy it. I mean, like, this is probably the best use of both guys at this point in their careers, right? Zicky has kind of uh, established himself. This is kind of what he is. And no
1: Johnny Swinger Johnny Swinger.
0: I'm yeah. disappointed we got no dungeon this week, but, you know, yeah. it was fun.
1: Yeah, well, I guess we'll save it for the, the next episode, uh, more more dungeon stuff. But yeah, uh, I, I kind of like <clears throat> Swinger and Zicky here. I I would like for them to bring in a tag team partner for Zicky and have Swinger be the manager and actually yeah. let them work some matches, man. I think that would be cool. I, so, I don't know who they could bring in,
0: but... If you were, okay, if you're booking, if you're Scott Moore, and I'm going to yell at you for a minute because that's what I want to do with Scott Moore sometimes. Okay. Who would you book as
1: Zicky Dice's tag team partner? Uh, how about retro Anthony Green? You know what? I like that idea. Yeah, well, that's actually Paul Fontaine's idea, and I hate to give oh, Paul good credit job, for Paul. anything, but uh, he said that they he said like last year when Anthony Green got released mm-hmm. that they should bring they should bring him in and have him be Johnny Swinger's illegitimate son. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea. Did say idea. that in the group? I remember that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that that actually that actually works. I like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, I was thinking him or um, Silas Young. I thought would be kind of cool. You just a kind of a good guy to play off of, but uh, probably... Silas would be fun because he would be
0: like disgusted with Zicky at all times for not being manly enough. That would yeah. be fun too.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I think there's some, there's some cool options out there, but, uh, yes. the, the good brothers made quick work of these guys, uh, a squash, many squash matches tonight. Um, and then immediately went backstage and talked about their upcoming challenge, uh, of against the, the briscoes at the multiverse of matches said, uh, they were going to beat the whole division. They're going to win the titles. And then of course, they're going to, going to beat up on the briscoes at uh, multiverse. So strong promo there by the, by the good brothers
0: you'd yes. have been nice if the if the good brothers could have sent one in they cut promos
1: on their phone all the time on the yeah. farm we couldn't get one you uh, the Briscoes yeah the briscoes have briscoes, not sent yeah. in yeah they haven't sent in a single promo uh, I I think they tagged impact in one tweet I think as I follow both of them and uh, they're not really talking about the multiverse at all they so. uh, they cut a promo um,
0: today the two on the farm And they kind of covered all of their matches from the weekend. So they cut like a one and four, a four and one promo. Yeah. And like briefly addressed the good brothers and spent like 70% of the promo talking about FTR. In case you're curious about where their priorities are at the moment.
1: Well, I'll tell you where um, Ring of Honor's priorities aren't, it's with the Briscoes. Because I watched AEW last night, and oh, and I was on the Dynamite show with uh, Jeff Hawkins last night, covering for Paul while he's on the road. And FTR talked about their upcoming match f- uh, for the Ring of Honor titles. Did not mention the Briscoes one time. There is there is a dude in the <laughs> Warner Media office who does not like them.
0: So I got that's why I'm convinced the FTR is going to win. Our guy Jeremy, he's uh, hi Jeremy, he is convinced the Briscoes win and retain and stay part of the new Ring of Honor. Yeah. I don't know if I'm sold on that. This yeah. is what I'm talking about by this being an interesting night. Like, yeah, it's I'm curious.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of irons in the fire. The Briscoes won her. the GCW tag team titles tonight. Yes. Um, now that doesn't mean they can't also be the Ring of Honor tag team champions because the wrestling's just weird right now where you can We're just for, do that. So,
0: who is the GCW World Heavyweight
1: Champion as of right now? Moxley. There you yeah. go. So, um, sorry, excuse me. Afterwards we saw a PCO calling out Jonah in the parking lot. He was just randomly yelling in the parking lot. At some <laughs> so my, my wife was in the room with me while I was watching this. And then she was like, she's a photographer. So she's editing her pictures while I watched the show. And then she actually like turned around and looked at the TV and then looked at me and then just looked back, back at her pictures. It was like, that was, it was like one of those, one of those, like, that's what you're watching right now.
0: <laughs> but those- I, I love pCO so I don't care but <laughs> Those moments where you disappoint your spouse because you're a
1: wrestling fan. I've been there. Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So- well, uh, Jonah ends up uh, answering the challenge to some theme music. We get the uh, the '80s uh, action movie theme song or theme music there in the background. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it, and that was cool. Like, uh, you know, that's just impact. So I've, I've, it's grown on me the when they do that. Um, it was kind of weird that he was yelling in the parking lot and they didn't have the music, and then they cut to the scene and now they have music. You know, it's whatever. But uh, they, they, they brawled in uh, on some metal, on some rocks. Uh, they eventually got slammed into some fiberglass. I hope they uh, clean that off really well because that could get really bad for your skin. I That's what I do for a living. I'm an occupational health technician, so please get that fiberglass off your skin. At one point, they put a big um, – Jonah put a big, like, what do they call it? Like piece of concrete on PCO's stomach and then hit it with a sledgehammer. That was pretty cool. No, Jonah th- – the sledgehammer is the dumbest weapon in protesting because you can't effectively hit anyone with it. I thought
0: this was when Triple H using them. Like- yeah. Everyone always awkwardly holds a sledgehammer and like jabs you with it, so it never really makes sense. And then he thought about hitting it with it and decided, no, no, I'm gonna put this piece of concrete on him first, (laughs) then I'm going to hit him with it because I don't want to actually hurt him with this sledgehammer. I don't know. It's like (laughs) stuff like that. I don't know.
1: I know it's wrestling. I know it's silly, but I don't know, man. This one, yeah uh pco ends up getting the better of the exchange and starts um uh, like um shoveling gravel on top of him. i guess it would be gravel just broken up black rocks and sure s- throwing it on top of him um uh, and, and buried uh, in the show yeah, and then uh, starts screaming and doing his Frankenstein stuff as he's uh, leaving. Can I say that Impact and PCO are a match made in heaven? Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> he, I've never seen a guy belong in a company more than PCO <laughs> and Impact. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: They, they, uh, and I think it's a mutual admiration society. I think they love him every mm-hmm. you know bit as much as the audience does. So
0: <laughs> The only real surprise is how it's taken this long.
1: Yeah, I you know I I think I told the story. It came out in the um in the newswire. Whenever PCO signed with Ring of Honor, Impact tried to bring him in, but they wanted him to immediately lose to Brian Cage, and he wasn't doing that. So, um, but now he's in. So
0: the old old school brother man, you got to like yeah. uh you got to worry, you got to got to protect yourself. Yeah.
1: So I, I thought it was pretty cool. What did What did you think? Not Not for you, huh, J D.
0: Not for me. It wasn't. <laughs> I mean, like. It's far and away not. It's not even close to one of the things on the show that makes me go, "What are we doing?" But you know, yeah. I just the um, what do we call these things? The cinematic stuff with
1: the right
0: cinematic. i, I kind of I'm kind of over them. Like I said, if they do it once in a while, it's not a big deal. It's just not for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Josh Alexander defeated Madman Fulton with Ace Austin. Um, I like this. Yeah. It was a it was a kind of a squash. You know madman had a little bit of offense um he alexander got him with the ankle lock uh tapped him out and then uh, after the match madman fulton tried to attack him uh, alexander got the ankle lock on him again and then uh, ankle locked his boot off which i think signified that he had broken his ankle so there you go
0: i like this booking um madman it's not like he's a top guy it, it's like he's protected but he doesn't wrestle a ton on the show but he's always there being big and imposing yeah. so like there's still an aura about him but not like a huge aura so he's a guy that could get beat up by josh it makes josh look cool like he's good in that like mid-card big dude role and josh looked great killing him so this was like i've thought about this too like this is good this is like good booking here this is like yeah. good tv wrestling booking i enjoyed this entire thing
1: yeah, I I like that Alexander's beating up these big ass dudes on yeah. his way to fight another big ass dude. It's like you're showing like he can beat up these big monsters. You ever see the movie Game of Death?
0: No. Bruce Lee's got to go up the pagoda, right, to get like to oh, get to, to every. Oh. To get to the top where Kareem Abdullah Jabbar is. Right, right? yeah, Kareem Abdullah Jabbar. He's battling every level of like various martial arts styles, what's represented as he goes up the pagoda. And And he he beats Norris in that one too, right? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. So, like, every level it gets progressively harder. And this is, and I always think this is like a great way to book your your baby faces is like, you know, move them up the pagoda, you know, move it up to you get to the big boss. So, this is, yeah, I like, I like, I don't think we've had many misfires on Josh, I really don't.
1: Been a no, no, Josh has been great, man. Yep. He's, a, he's a great get for this company. 100%. Backstage, we have a Trey Miguel approaching Mike Bailey, who wanted to know what his uh, relationship with Ace Austin was. And Mike Bailey says the words, well, Ace is Ace. Thank you, Mike. That was a great response to your relation- to that question about your relationship. Uh, Miguel it- doesn't so, Impact have writers? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like it's like come on guys like like is this what you guys get paid to write? What are you doing? Uh, uh, ace is ace. Yeah, really. I think uh, I think at one point Miguel was like to, kind of trying to treat Mike Bailey as a young boy almost, or like as a rookie. But Bailey's been around a lot longer than Miguel and is a bigger star than Miguel right now. So this whole uh. sequence
0: was just <laughs> really awkward and like yeah. strange. And Trey has this like we had this weird delivery with mm-hmm. what he was doing like it felt it felt like they were reciting lines but clearly these weren't like written lines because like they would have made more sense like <laughs> it was like I don't know man it, it felt like they were trying to make something happen but weren't feeling it when they were recording it like I just I came out of that
1: one like this that was just an odd sequence the whole thing so if they're gonna go make Mike Bailey full-blown GSP just do that I, I think they're trying to turn him into this like awkward happy-go-lucky type of character and it's just not working for me man i i don't know um you will we'll see how it works i i hope he wins the title at uh, rebellion but i it's not working for me the whole character right now yeah the, the work is good he's oh, yeah. really 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 good oh yeah the character work
0: yeah I'm, I'm with you man i'm just it's it's not clicking i don't think trey's clicking that well to be honest with you either character wise at the moment again no. ring work good character what is like this is like I, I this is a cliche, but I'll say it like what is Trey Miguel? Yeah, like who is Trey? Like what is he? What is Speedball Mike Bailey? What does that mean? Like I think sometimes we need to address these things when talking about character and development. Like what and there's I'll go to later. There is a character later in the show who does great character work. I don't even love it all the time, but I firmly know what they are and how they're established and what they're all about. With these guys, I'm not feeling anything about them as like characters on a television show and it Mm -hmm. leads to i don't think they are either quite frankly it leads to awkward scenes in a tell and on a show where you're just like yeah ace is ace
1: yeah and they they haven't really given trey anything to sink his teeth into since his feud with sam mccallaghan last year which was a great feud it was Um, yeah this yeah
0: there this whole thing is not working for me man especially because we have writers like i said like yeah write, write something
1: yeah uh, next, we see an interview from Mickey James addressing being betrayed by Chelsea Grange, called her and uh, Cardona a sellout. A- acknowledged that Cardona and Aldis have had their problems, but she hoped the relationship with Green could be different. Uh, she said that she was her little sister, that she was looking out for her, mentoring her, yada yada yada. Um, and then she said, "At the multiverse, it'll be the mid Cardonas versus all dis." Well, there you go, sister girl. Um, so we, sh- we, we got come- that match coming. We got a
0: trademark on that. <laughs> yeah. We should have gotten a trademark on that when it was just sitting there. <laughs> Could have had t shirts and an extra revenue, passive revenue streams. We let that go.
1: Yeah. Well, so it, I did get educated that um, Brian Myers was the first person to call him that on their podcast. Uh, and I took Fair. I took it from Lucha Doncic uh, who then who took it from Brian Myers but I was the kind of the guy that was like saying it every week and it, it made it over to Dave Meltzer cuz Garrett told him about it and so it just spread everywhere but
0: <laughs> well then Brian Myers is the is a genius I'll tell I will say that but yes. so we should have trademarked it <laughs> cuz oftentimes those things are trademarked by people who didn't invent them. Yes. The WWE's yes. made an entire business out of it.
1: So yep. like um yeah man good stuff. Good stuff. And then um we go to Miller. She's looking up, uh, looking out for them, or looking out for them. she's trying to get a hold of the Cardona. She knocks on their, their dressing room door. Uh, Matt Cardona opens the door, and uh, she asks him where Chelsea Green was at, and he's all mad at her for saying, look, I'm the legendary digital media world heavyweight champion, and you're asking me questions about my wife. And then uh, he grabbed Chelsea, and Chelsea comes out. She's wearing her Francine 469 ECW throwback shirt. Well, it says Chelsea 469, but it's from Francine. Um, and Green said that the last week, James kept asking her not to help. And so she did as such. And together, they made fun of James and Aldous and said that they're the strongest power couple now. And they said they've accomplished more since January than uh, Aldous has in seven years as a couple. So there you go. They're not wrong. <laughs> They're not wrong, absolutely. Well, because most of the time Mickey James is in WWE.
0: Yeah. Um, and Aldous is Aldus. Um, yeah, dude, you know who understands? you know who gets this character? Matt Freaking Cardona. Yeah. And he's he knows what he is, he knows what he's doing, he's so comfortable in his role. The only thing I didn't like about this is he doesn't but only because he's about to fight Nick Aldous. He was not wearing
1: the NWA World Title. I I noticed that too, and I don't know if that's just something with the NWA. Yeah, I'm with you. So, um, and maybe maybe it's something with it, the, but they really should have had that title.
0: It would have made there. it would have made that entire sequence. I would have, especially because we're selling this whole multiverse idea, right? They really should have had him with the two belts. Yeah, they really would have made it
1: better. You know who else really knows their character as a heel? Who's that? Chelsea? Yeah, I agree. I with thought that. she was great in this segment. Mm-hmm. Um, she like i literally believe this is who she is (laughs) like when she's talking i was like i think that she's snotty like that i think that's her i guarantee i don't i don't i can't guarantee it but she's a lot
0: more comfortable playing and we were hard on her as babies i don't think she's a very good baby face she's not but she's a great heel she's a great heel she should never be it's like the sensational sherry never should be never should be a baby face phenomenal heel chelsea great Great, great at being a heel. They work. This couple thing. I actually really like this whole storyline, and I'm very
1: lukewarm on Nick Aldous to begin. <laughs> yeah, but I, I thought Nick Aldis's promos on Twitter has been really good. Would uh-huh. have been nice to see one of those on Impact tonight. But uh, uh, Mickey, Mickey, and Aldous, uh, they they did a promo from their living room, but they actually set up a curtain and had lighting, and they got into costume. But as the and this would have totally just ruined your brain as a director. They pulled the camera back, and you can just tell that they were just in their living room. So the whole set had been given away, and it was just them filming it from <laughs> filming it themselves. It a total Why did they amateur. Do that? Why it, was like two, it was a couple days ago. Just to go to Aldus's Twitter and, and and look. I'm it up going. Later. To, I'm going to after the show. But I'm wondering if you did this good stuff. Why would you give
0: away that we did it? In a I mean, it's cool. I yeah. Believe me, I've done lots of stuff in my living room too to get work done. Well, but I mean,
1: I don't they know. they didn't intentionally give it away that it was their living room. But because they zoomed out the camera, then you yeah, can tell that it was their living room. Why? Why did they zoom out the camera? Because they're amateurs.
0: Oh, fair. That's you know what. You know what? You're right. That <laughs> yeah. is the answer to the question.
1: Yeah. It, they, it was like they weren't trying. Trying to give it away that it was a living room they didn't want you to know they just failed in doing so because they're they amateurs know. but at least they were doing something so they know just
0: enough about video production to get something <laughs> done but not enough not to spoil the suit. Yeah. so uh okay.
1: next next rosemary won the knockouts world championship number one contendership battle royal um match not good no uh, god no not, to be not fair, good to be fair battle <laughs> royal never good never good you know who was good Tasha steals in commentary. I thought Great. was pretty good. I think she's, she's a, fantastic. She's a joy.
0: Yes. She's an absolute joy. Why do people act so stupid in a battle Royal? Like, I, why would you, why would you fight on the apron? If that's the only way you can be knocked. And this isn't just to this match. This is battle Royals in general. People do battle Royals and they lose their brains of how these things work. And I just, yeah. I know suspension of disbelief, but it's just like, if you're on like, like with well, a sequence when, when Billy, and I think it was, uh, I forget who she was with on the on the apron. It might have been, it might have been And I forget. But they're like elbowing each other on the apron. I'm like, why don't you just get in the ring? I mean, yeah. They're not gonna be eliminated. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know who you gets, <laughs> you know who else gets their character and knows what they are? It's Rosemary. She's great. Yeah. And again, I believe me, no one's a bigger critic on the Undead Realm stuff than me. But Rosemary has had a firmly established character in this company since what, like 2015, mm-hmm. right? and like she gets what she is she knows what she does she believes in what she is and whenever she's on camera she's convincing you that she is rosemary like i forget like i don't think about courtney rush when i'm looking at her like she is all in on her character she gets her character she gets her motivations and it was a surprise ending but i'm okay with it because i actually kind of like watching rosemary in the ring like i I think i think it'll be a fine match to steal tasha ain't losing but i mean like for a care as far as like character development on a tv show she's a shining example of what can and should be done in these cases like if you were to ask courtney rush what is rosemary she would be able to just go blah 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 and mm-hmm. rattle it off and tell you everything about her character yeah. and like it just i i think more people need to think about these things in, in those terms like i, I think again we're Yeah, I I I like my work rate. Like, I'll admit that I'm a big work rate guy. But, I mean, like, nothing takes the place of a character that people can invest and believe in, right? Either Mm -hmm. you love or you hate and you have some kind of feelings on and that they're bought into it, right? Like, there's not a big difference between the ringmaster and Steve Austin. Steve Austin just believed in himself as Steve Austin. Yeah.
1: No, he totally did. So, yeah. Match sucked. I actually like the result. Yeah. I like the result. Match sucked. Then, you know, it's a semi annual push to Rosemary. Yep. Uh, she'll be a good first challenger for Tasha to get through and then Tasha uh, Tasha gets to move on, build up those notches in the belt a little bit, which is yeah. fine. So yeah. Rosemary's there. Yeah, and it'll be a lower lower level match on the card. It's not gonna be a top match yep. and that's fine. Not so everyone has to be a top one. Nope. And we're building Tasha, so that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh we got a promo by Violet by Design, addressing oh. the win. You didn't. Yes. You didn't.
0: The message I sent you was: Why does Havoc look like Psycho Clown? Oh yeah. Like I, I looked up <laughs> and she had yellow and red hair and the face paint, and I, I looked at my phone and looked up and totally thought Psycho Clown had invaded this match. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think the match would have been better if Psycho was there. <laughs> Dude, Psycho Clown was a man. It would have been awesome if Psycho <laughs> yeah. Clown was there. Yeah, we got we got a Violet by Design promo addressing their win over the Good Brothers, and uh, but they talked about Deener's loss to Black Taurus as an example that the disease is still out there um and uh, looks like they want to beat up on decay here pretty soon so i think we're getting that match
0: i feel like we get the co the eric young looks at cody dean for fucking up promo <laughs> numerous times and i'm okay <laughs> with it because he's so he believes in what he's doing so it's acceptable
1: yeah uh brian myers joined in with his commentary table The create a commentator uh he likes to only commentate Bupinder gujar matches uh for some reason maybe he's trying to make them more interesting i i don't know but, uh, we had, uh, Gujar defeating Aiden Prince. Aiden Prince looks like a, uh, you know, he, he, I was looking, he looks like a villain, like he would be a scientist from, you know, like Eastern Russia or something like that. Uh, he just kind of has one of those evil looking faces. So I think he could be a good character if they did something with this guy. Good wrestler, too. Looks like a Bond villain. Yes. Yeah. He does. He legitimately mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Um, anyway, Gujar beat him. Uh, match went a little too long, but, uh, um, it was it was okay. I think they lost the crowd though, unfortunately. But uh, Gujars, um, his spear off the middle rope is cool. I like I'm that. Sure. Yeah, they're really
0: they're really trying to make Gujar a thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they're not like pushing him, pushing him, but they like you can see they see something in him and they believe in him.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, I don't know if I do, but I mean, like they like him. Yeah, I uh, he, he's I I think he's 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 fine. I he's fine. wish. You know, I, I know there was a lot of squash matches on this show, but I think he if you're trying to build that guy, I think that he's the guy that, you know, fighting these unknown talents, you know, he's beating up, you know, Aiden Prince and John Skyler. He should be beating them rather quickly, I would say, if they're going to try to, you know, do something with him. But he is spending a lot of time selling for these guys.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like, especially if you're bringing in talent who, um, it's funny, um, with Kenny Omega... If he goes longer, I kind of feel like, well, people want to watch Kenny Omega. do you go. Some Stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and like he's, and he's already established. He's already yeah. over. You know what and I mean? Like, we talked about the Tony storm last night. Like, I don't, I think people there wanted to watch Tony, bit. probably they go a little too long in retrospect, but I think people wanted to watch her work, but with Pupinter Gujar, like
1: having killed kill people, especially if it's people that don't work on your show. Like, right. We need, we need to know what his finisher is, what his transition moves are. And we need to know his why. Mm-hmm. why is gujar yeah well I mean, that's a good question i think it's something we yeah. could actually that needs to be
0: in all wrestling sometimes we just the fake of the match is the match right, right. and not the why like what like the, the corny what's my motivation thing that an actress but it's actually very important when you're talking about characters and and why we have these things like why is all why is all of this happening right typically professional wrestling why if i win i make more money yep right so that's the root of everything we should go back to why are we doing this well it's not just because i want to have a five-star match it's because the winner gets paid more so to get paid more i have to do xyz right like i want to know they want to they like they see something in gujar show us what you what you see in him right make us believe give him a give him some reason for us to believe in him right even if it's yeah. even if you're just going to use him to set somebody up to beat him eventually let make me care because right now i don't
1: yeah nope I I don't care yet I think we could care but we're not there yet give me a reason Uh, Masha Slamovich uh, defeated uh, Kylie Rae's cosplaying little sister named Abby Jane as soon as I saw her I wanted her to get beat up Um, uh, another squash match hit her with the snowplow Um, Masha Slamovich I think we're getting time to where we need to find out what she's here for too by the way and I really like her but um, she's doing the same thing for the last six weeks I want to see her do something more they need to book
0: Gujar like they're booking Masha. To yes. Because yeah. they got it. Like what we just talked about, this is it. And I get it because she's looked nothing but impressive in these last, like you said, six, seven weeks. She's yeah. been on the show. But again, what is she? Why? Like what are It's times? It's time to get her like involved in things, you
1: know? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, and then we go to our main event. We have, oh, we have the Bullet Club, Jay White and Chris Bay defeating the Motor City Machine Guns and, you know, in a very good main event. Obviously, these guys are great. Uh, what, you know, what'd you think of the main event here and, uh, you know, Chris Saban taking the pin in the in the main event?
0: Uh, normally, I don't like even Steven Booking, but I think this worked really well here because yeah. we had the surprise finish a couple weeks ago, right? nobody saw that coming i think everybody assumed the guns would lose mm-hmm. right and they didn't so i was like all right and we don't get this all the time where you get like the rematches after rematches so this was i think this this worked pretty good and i like that uh i could just watch the machine guns work man again like those guys didn't work together for a year <laughs> plus they get back in there and it's just like boom 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 they oh. have all their timing down man their, they they everything they double say team is- moves are yes.
1: among the greatest ever
0: Absolutely, yeah. And like, if it's a, sh- I don't want to say it's a shame that they were in impact because that's not true. But I mean, like, they were in a time they were awesome at a time when nobody was really paying attention to what wasn't going on in WWE, right? Like, if they were hitting their stride now, I feel like they would be like a like a cult mm. sensation. Yeah. Right. Like they're so in- like everything Alex Shelley says about them being so influential is a hundred percent accurate.
1: It-, it is, and. I, I like them to stay in Impact. I wish Alex Shelley would yeah. stick around. I would – I for for them, I would also like to see them get a little bit of a run in AEW and work with some of them teams at some point. Dude, some of the guys in AEW. Yeah. yeah. Stay connected to Impact. You know, make Impact your home base, but I wish that they could work a deal out because I would like to see them go up there in front of you know fifteen thousand people on a big pay per view and Russell the Bucks and Russell you know FTR. What I think would be an excellent match. And yeah, I agree. And the, the other and the other you know Danielson and um, Brian Danielson and John Moxley. I, I think I think that would be cool. I'd like this you know them to have that and get those big paydays. But stick stick with Impact. You yeah, know
0: I, I, mean? I agree. I would love to see them come in just to get just to get the attention and just so like a bigger audience can see how good they really are. Cause again, when they were doing, when they were doing impact in 2010, the impact audience was a fraction of the size of Raw's, yeah. right? They just didn't, it just wasn't as important. And I think now the wrestling audience is so much more willing to watch stuff outside of the WWE that um, it's a shame that we don't, that impact doesn't have a bigger uh, foothold on TV. So people mm-hmm. can see how good a match like this is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that's the show. Uh, what are your good overall show. thoughts on the show? Good show. Good work. Yeah. Um, my critiques that it was a little hard on
0: are undercard characters who really don't matter all that much. But eventually they're going to have to matter. Yeah. Right? Like, look at Eric Young. Eric Young started from bottom, worked his way up. And again, that's the guy who understood and got his character. And a character that changed, you know, dramatically over the course of a decade and a half – but I want to see that from more of these guys. Like, um, give me a reason. Give me a reason to care about you, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, uh, but on the whole, good show. Good show yeah. this week. And I was yeah. like, I was not feeling watching wrestling tonight. I had a long day of work, long practice. And I was like, I just don't want to do this. And I sat down and I just had a good time for an hour and a half. You know, I just – it was a really good show this week.
1: Good. Yeah, I I really dug the main event. I was disappointed in the Kenny King-Jonathan Gresham match. Yeah, you're right about Um, that. Other than the Josh Alexander stuff, I didn't really think nothing was really all that compelling on the show. But you can't have a thumbs down with that main event. You know what I mean? Some kind of like, you know, like C plus, B minus range, maybe thumbs in the middle, you know, trending towards going up for me anyway.
0: I'm actually a little higher than you on this, and I think it's because I left so – high because i really like the main event so i think i'm at like a b like a like a low to a mid b yeah. um but i don't, but again my critiques are my critiques i think that when you end strong like this is why endings are so important endings to books endings to movies whatever is when you get out it's that last feeling i think that kind of carries over and like when you get a match like that at the very end that has stakes that has been built up that is leading somewhere i feel good about it and i felt like i felt like i felt like the main event picture overall like the top Three or four stories are in a good place. Eh, the rest of it could use work, but that's most wrestling. So,
1: yeah, I'm good with it. Yeah, that's that's good. So, uh, what what articles you got coming out this week?
0: I took a week off. I did absolutely oh. nothing. I'm, I'm I'm preparing to launch my Kickstarter. So this week was spent really working on uh, hammering that out. We're launching that on April eighteenth. So you know that's going to be. I'm going to take all my books off the market on Amazon, and we're going to have everything available right there. So that's really where my my focus has been, and I'm going to start a new book uh, tomorrow. So that's uh, the focus is on that.
1: Well, cool. Well, um, we'll do a little bit of housekeeping for this show so uh, next week Impact's taking a week off and uh, so we're not going to be reviewing the the IPWF I think we're going to have something else in the book so if you're on the free feed next week you will actually get to hear our multiverse of matches review that we'll be recording tomorrow night or Friday night for the Patreon so we're going to watch the show on Friday night and then we're going to uh, record a review of it that's going to be exclusive to the Patreon and then for the free feed next week you guys actually get to hear that in place of what you would normally hear so you're going to get that content and for the patreon jd and i are taught have some ideas we're tossing around we're going to try to do something real cool for you guys maybe do a, a watch along of something uh something cool so we'll, we'll get that uh, we'll get that knocked out for you and until next week mahalo